0: This week we have a chat with Perth Stanlick, uh, an ex-QS surfer who is completely foil brain now. He's uh, obsessed with foiling and and in particular downwind foiling. He loves going fast and chases the biggest, gnarliest conditions he can find. He's a um, very talented waterman and i was like to have a chat with him. Finally, we've been means of this for almost probably a year now and it's been good to finally get him on and and go through the experiences Um, during the chat. Um, he confesses to me that it, the, the first successful ocean run he did was actually with me and it was after only two successful bay runs. So I thought he'd been doing it for months and we took him out on a, or I took him out on a sort of 30 knot, three meter swell day um, and a really gnarly conditions um, from Manly to Palm Beach. And he, he made it to Whale Beach, which is an awesome effort for his first ocean run. But um, during the chat, you'll notice how rattled I was that, that was when I realized that that was his first run. Um, on this chat, we go through a bit of technique on and a, bit of a he gives a bit of advice on being underfoiled versus overfoiled and what's better, depending where you're at. Um, he also talks about foil sizes, um, talks about, I guess, training and, and how to, to, to dial in SUP foiling because it's different. For him, he was completely new to SUP. Um, but yeah, it was a really fun chat and lots of good little nuggets of wisdom in there this one i kept to about an hour which was just which been good for me the last one was closer to two hours so um a little bit shorter chat short and sharp um but yeah super fun one good bit of advice from perth talking about especially some of the new falls from GoFor, which is always cool to see and yeah um if you're enjoying these chats make sure you tell your mates tell your friends um share the share the froth um Hit me up if you want to learn to downwind foil. Either just message me directly or check out my website, caseyos.com, or check out the Coach Casey Club. Um, And then you can do online coaching or training with me as a whole online course from learning to foil from the very beginning all the way through to downwind foiling to jumps with winging, all this sort of stuff. So um, if you want to learn to foil, you want to learn to downwind foil, check out the Coach Casey Club. And that's basically what is paying for me to do these podcasts. Um, But I'm just doing it for the love of it. I love it. I'm fropping as you can probably tell. Um, but yeah, let's get into it. Here's the Casey Catch-Up with Perth. All right, welcome to the Casey Catch-Up. We've got Perth, who I've been trying to get on, and I don't know why we haven't been able to do it, we just haven't, but we've done it. We've we've, we've locked each other in, we're going to chat for an hour, we're going to talk about downwind foiling, and um, give us a little intro, Perth. What's your background? How'd you get into Foiling and downwind foiling and all that sort of jazz. And what about before foiling? What were you doing?
1: Uh, Before foiling, I was surfing. Um, Did the QS, chasing a dream for a few years. Um, Got sort of burnt out and, hey, stop it. (laughs) Um, Bit burnt out and just wanted something else to do. Saw uh, everyone in Hawaii doing it and I was just like, that just looks like the best thing ever. I need to learn to do that. I liked snowboarding and just looked like a the way to get it. Snowboarding in the ocean, and um, went and got myself at MFC, and because uh, that's what he was riding, and um, yeah, away I went.
0: But when was this? Was this what what year are we talking? Uh, so this is pretty early three, days. Three, four years ago. Yeah, so yeah it's,
1: it's probably yeah, close to close to four years ago now. Twenty
0: nineteen. I'd say. Twenty
1: yeah. Twenty
0: eighteen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um just played around on the prone mostly for about a year. And then uh started seeing clips of people downwinding. Um started learning to downwind on the prone and um, just doing short runners. A few ran off the cliffs trying to go from bay to bay things like that um yeah tell us
0: tell us about that like i guess because a lot of people obviously eastern suburbs is a pretty um high cliff area and low Mm. beach area so (laughs) you know what i mean like there's a there's a lot of um paddling (laughs) well potential but like there's you're not you're not going like it's not worth doing a, a run just from one end of the beach to the other no, like... the
1: longest beach is like a cake yeah and it's actually, oh, it's, it's like a kilometer along the um along the boardwalk and the, the ocean's shorter it's like 850 or something mm. meters so it's pretty pointless and it's always an annoying walk and you just battling against the wind trying to get back to where you started from and jumping off it just sucks yeah so it's it's a it's a definitely worth doing ocean stuff if you go to ski and then there's only one place to launch a ski and get back. You have to go back there because you can't come into the harbour on a ski. It's a bit of a nightmare unless you have a start. The stuff is just the, the key to being able to do it in Sydney.
0: I remember seeing a clip of you um, doing a art, um on a, I guess it was like a rubber duck or a thundercat, <clears throat> like in the, between North and South Heads so like the entry to Sydney harbour.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. I bought it, this old fiberglass thing. It was like two grand. And, uh, but it had this massive, like 75 or 80 horsepower engine on it. So it just hooked (laughs) uh, when we're learning how to downwind. We just went out into the heads when it was howling suddenly and just tried to see how far we could get.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, loose. That's a yeah. pretty sketchy part of water. Like I've, I've only gone across the harbour like once or two or three times on the foil and it's... um,
1: There's some lumps big, and bumps going everywhere.
0: <laughs> there's some big bumps. And that's, I guess, leads us into the next thing, I guess. So the, the difficulties in learning in the eastern suburbs of Sydney is, like I mentioned before, lots of cliffs, um short beaches, and basically, as you just mentioned, bumps everywhere there's a lot of backwash going on um yeah. so i guess for the prone i guess it's less of an issue because you're just sort of catching wave and pumping out um but for the downwind like or for, so for the longer downwinders on the sup um how was your learning like how, how did you go progressing to sup because i don't think you had much of a sup background and being a qs I surfer i couldn't <laughs> even stand on a sup yeah
1: <laughs> could not stand on a sup um i i remember talking to you and you sort of told me which are trying to get. And I just got just the Sonova Aviator. Um, it's like six oh by 27. Yeah, it's it just like yeah. a disc. Oh, it's
2: looking crazy back looking It's at like, back, like, it like, what were we doing?
0: Yeah. <laughs> we're not making
1: it easy for ourselves. No. Nah. But um, that's what I started on. There was many, many, there's probably six weeks of. Major frustration paddling, just doing it nor'easters, um, just paddling out to sea, going a from North Bondi to Bronte, just cursing, just get to the beach like this thing's broken. I hate this. This
0: sucks. <laughs> and, uh, what, what were you struggling with the most? Like, was it balance? Couldn't get on the out of the water. Yeah, just couldn't get up. Yeah, yeah,
1: and that just would lead to more and more frustration, and then poor, poor paddling technique just didn't know what to do, how to do it at all. There's no real videos online. There's no one around where I live to do it with or even just teach me how to paddle. And then I think finally I came, I went up with you and we just I think we surfed uh
0: long reef long
1: long reef something that was kind of big and wild and I don't know. Got a bit more of an idea of how to paddle and then uh went down to Bay surf just on a big day, just took this up and was learning how to paddle it more and just started putting time into just paddling in the ocean, catching mm-hmm. waves on it, getting stronger and just getting better at even paddling in a straight line. And um that was the turning point really. I bumped met a guy called Nick Branch, who's a local guy down at Cronulla, And uh he goes, Oh, you look like you can foil pretty like you can foil. Um, can you downwind? I was like, no, I've been trying for weeks. I cannot figure it out. And he goes, oh man, it's easy. I'll take you to this spot um, in Botany Bay. Was, you'll get it straight away. I was like, really? You can downwind? I was like, dude, you're like 50 and I can't even paddle. I'm dying. Like, He's like, no nah, man, it's easy. You'll get used to it straight away. So uh, next subtly went to Botany. And, um, I'd, at this point, I'd never got up on foil downwinding And, uh, he went out, him and another guy was with us. And uh they got started before me and then I was popped up and I was going and I think I got to the did the whole run and didn't come down. Yeah. And the one of the boys just beat me over the run, but I ended up beating Mick. He picked the wrong wing and I was just like on a bigger one. Like a I think I was on a uni two ten. Yeah. And um that was quite good for the bay, and uh, I beat Mick by like twenty minutes. And he's like <laughs> looking at me like, "You said you'd never done this. How did you? <laughs> what? What happened sure. there?" Sure. And then uh, we did another run. Got up straight away and, and beat the other guy, who's I think he'd done the Molokai or the, some Malika runs and stuff like that. Oh, was so it? Um, looked...
0: It would have been Tim Wise. I, I bet. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Timmy Wise.
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh was like, "What? What? This isn't right. What?" this is how you
0: yeah it's not fair. i just
1: couldn't believe that i yeah. somehow got there in one run <laughs> yeah i was like i don't know maybe i just the wings right, or i don't know I just, yeah once i'm up i'm fine i know yeah. i'm basically not going to come down like i just it's not hard to not make a mistake yeah in a bat in the bay and uh and then the next day was still howling and but the surf was like 10 15 foot and you're like yeah let's go let's do Let's do Manly to Palmy. I was like, yeah, I can downwind now. Yeah. <laughs> I know how to do
0: this. <laughs> oh, that, that's when you came with me. Yeah, yeah. That was oh, you like, were thr- the yeah, day right. before
1: I'd only just learned how to get up out of the water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so I thought I'd just do 30 k in 15 foot
0: 12. <laughs> <sighs> okay, that's actually, I'm glad we've had this discussion because I I was under the impression that you'd been there. At the time, when you came over the first time, I was under the impression that you'd done a couple and like the way you paddled up on those... Like, you pretty much paddled up on lumps, like downwind. It wasn't even windy that day. That's why we were surfing mm. on the saps. And you paddled up on a few lumps. I'm like, oh, he's ready. If there was wind, we would we would have been doing it. And then you came over that next time and you're like, yeah, manly department. Yeah, that's, I'm like, sick, let's do it. And, um, yeah, you, we. That was um, my
1: first ever ocean run.
0: That was your first ever, or successful ocean run, I guess, because, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. first
1: time getting out of the water in the ocean.
0: <laughs> oh, you, you, Yeah, because you hit me up and you were so confident. I'm like, yeah, let's let's go for a repair. manly department. I'm like, dude, this guy's I'm stoked to be able to do it with someone. So I was like, "Yeah, let's <laughs> let's go." I remember, yeah, and it was like, and you did you did good. Like I remember we um we both stopped off Long Reef, and it was so yeah, big. Was a, you were like two k's <laughs> off the point at Long Reef. I was like 500 meters off because, and you were like, "Yeah, I'm I'm out there too." I'm like, "Where are you?" It's like, "Oh, let's just keep going because you know we had phones and stuff." So we never gonna chat. see
1: each other.
0: Yeah, yeah, we never we never saw each and we kept going and, and yeah, then I stopped off maybe i just kept going after bang out. Like we went all the way to Palmy and you came in at Whaley. And I think I was giving you a hard time like a month ago. saying, like, oh, you didn't even, you didn't even make it to Palmy. If you're like, dude, that was my first ocean run. And I honestly, <laughs> I didn't know that now. Like I, that was, yeah, right. You were, you were, no, um, I thought you knew that. Nah, full in the defense. Yeah, that, that was impressive. That was first attempt.
1: <laughs> but, I was like, I, I just got to do this. It's, it's such good conditions. Well, it's just windy. Yeah. And, um, I don't know, that's it's funny because ever since then they've been basically been my favorite conditions when it's six foot or bigger and just howling subtly and just yeah. raw like real raw and just wild. Mm. And I don't know, it's always that's always the funnest for me.
0: Yeah, well we did another one, I guess it was earlier this year or end of last year, and um similar bigger conditions mm. and, and I remember going past one of the bombies, and um I normally go yeah, like- yeah we nearly caught one. Yeah. I sort of normally go around it. And you um you like went right over the boil kind of thing, like all the 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 zone and um yeah you got you got a you got a proper bomb. And I was like this thing's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh let's back up like that's that's a bit of a realisation for me. I was like, oh yeah this guy knows what he's doing. He's done a few but you'd literally done two botany runs which I wouldn't even qualify that as um, Damin. Well (laughs) Like no disrespect to Botany runs, it's 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 a great way to learn, and it's probably good to talk about this it's, now.
1: Like it's the training wheels, it's
0: the training wheels. It's it's, it's the it's, progression. You've
1: got training wheels on.
0: Let's let let's talk about what the difference was really. Like so, the difference, like especially eastern suburbs, downwinders, um, in the northeasterlies, there's a lot of backwash. Um, you know, and basically swells coming from multiple directions. You go to a bay Maybe. run in a big subway or in any direction in the bay. There's no swell. There's just wind swell. So it's just. Uh, yes, yeah, it's,
1: it's easy yeah wind chop so from one
0: direction so yeah you um toiled yeah, you, away in the ocean conditions and for anyone listening um yeah i guess it's don't, do the difference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't do that yeah don't do the ocean do the bay runs.
1: <laughs> yeah straight away don't yeah. even bother doing ocean it's just it's going to ruin your self-confidence <laughs> and you just you're going to like hurt your shoulders your hips just everything from burning the everything tensing up trying to stand on the board because you just don't know what you're feeling. Don't know what to look for.
0: Yeah. Uh, all of that. Yeah. It's, would not um,
1: recommend doing ocean runs at the start.
0: Balance is harder. Reading the bumps is harder. Once you're up is harder. It's like everything's harder. Whereas a bay run, hmm. you, generally bay runs start in like completely flat water. And as you go, the bumps gradually get bigger. So it's like the perfect intro <laughs> to downwinding because it builds as you yep. go. Um, the other thing, I guess, so you were on the Unifor 210, the, the original, the Hyper. They just released mm. the Hyper 2, I think. Um, But how did you find that for learning? Was it, in hindsight, would you have gone bigger or, um, or what?
1: I, I don't think I needed to go bigger. It, it, that, um, that Uni 210 Hyper seemed to be pretty versatile. Like it turns quite well. It glides well. It's got a pretty good top speed. Um, I remember I remember getting up to around low forties once, but I think it was um when I was falling off, like breaching, flying through. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think like I remember it having a good low end speed, and I think that's really crucial when you're learning, just so you've you've got that time between um coming out of a an ocean bump, nearly it could nearly ride swell lines. And just that moment where you've got to just make a decision whether you're going left, right, over the back, try and push down the front of where you are or you've just got to actually make a confident decision on what you're doing. And it, having that bigger wing, well, it's about 1285, just having that glide and, and time to not stall out is all that matters, I think.
0: Mm. Yeah. Y- y- you want to be able to make mistakes and not come down off oil yeah. when you're learning. Like mm. it's, once you're up, it's hard to get up. So once you're up, you want to be staying up as, as best yeah, you yeah. can. And it really is that balance of big, 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 and I guess a smaller big. And it depends on your paddling ability. If you can paddle up a smaller, bigger foil, like a two, Uni 210 versus a like a Maliko 280, which is I have sort of classified as like the slowest, biggest from what I've used anyway. Or the, or the, it, it's,
1: it, it's hard for me to even imagine riding anything bigger than uh two ten.
0: Yeah.
1: Or yep. like for me, like I'm with GoFoil now and I'm, the PNL one eight five
3: mm.
1: is yeah. I couldn't imagine running anything than that in the ocean. Yeah. Even the bay, I'd use the that PNL. Yeah. And uh I've even cut the tips off it, made it a little bit smaller and it turns really well now.
0: That's one of the biggest disadvantages of that wing. It goes so well in a straight line and doesn't seem to turn. Mm. But yeah, I was chatting to a few crew down in Marumbula about the PNO one eight five you cut and you said it's it's the wing.
1: Yeah, I like it. I really like it. I go back to it a lot now.
0: Yeah. Um but, um so how much yeah. did you cut off it? Let's let's dive into that. Let's um uh,
1: I probably took obviously the the upturns I took that off and then I took probably another just ten to fifteen mil off. I couldn't take a whole lot.
0: Yeah, not much at
1: all. I kinda I cooked the first cut, so I had to take more off and then I had to make it I just made it sort of uh the same shape on the other side. So it ended up being about ten or fifteen mil. Yeah.
0: yeah there you it's the bugger all. But uh, and mm-hmm. did you did you have to like was it just um did you have to seal it or you just cut and sand it and
1: no. done? No, cut sand done. I think I got just I could feel it was soft, but it was still had a fiberglass layer over it it was still mm-hmm. sealed yeah so I was, I was borderline on the edge of what i thought was probably about to be a lot more work
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's that's the trick don't don't cut too far then you gotta glass it up and all that um yeah. yeah yeah so let's go back to i i'm still like like amazed at that first run that you're like yeah that's you like hit me up like so confident like you are done heaps of ocean right <laughs> And you didn't even ask. You didn't even say like a lesson. You're like, let's just go. I'm like, yeah, I'd love to go with someone. And so we just, yeah, we just did it. So from, I think you let me paddle out, and you're like, how far out do we go? And I was like, oh, I'll just you know, wherever. And you got up. Yeah. Pretty soon, like I think I paddled up once and pumped out a little, and then you got up like I don't know two minutes after. Like it wasn't a long time. Yeah, it wasn't. I no. could
1: still see you for about ten seconds then. Then I was focusing on what I was doing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I guess, um, what was the biggest difference? Like, I guess for you, it wasn't a big difference, but w- what, what do you think? Like, I guess the Bay run obviously got your eye in and then the ocean run, was it, do you think that like launching at Manly was easier than like an Eastern suburbs run or, um, Um just, just windy enough.
1: <laughs> it's just the wind. I, I think the launching at Manly, you've got no headlands creating yeah. back Backwash or anything it's just a straight clean line and you've just got headlands to look for and point at Mm. and and that's it you don't i feel like you don't hit any there isn't any backwash to like
0: long reef dy sort of area yeah
1: yeah. and then even then you hardly even get any you have to be in at longy to get any of the backwash Mm, for
0: sure and, and you and weren't then, in, you were two K's offshore. Yeah,
1: I didn't even know where I was.
0: <laughs> I, at at one stage, I, tur- I laid down and
1: started paddling in because I was looking at the headlands and it just all looked like the same. And it was about <laughs> 10 mil high. I was like, oh my God, I'm so far out to sea. <laughs> what am I, what have I put myself in? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Oh, glad you had a phone. That's for sure. That was a valuable piece of yeah. equipment that day because it was yeah. even if we were, even if we were 50 meters apart i don't think we could have seen each other but we yeah. you were we were kilometers apart you're like, yeah i'm off long roof <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah it was good
0: yeah um yeah cool so and then and again obviously like the, the cool thing i guess is like you, you knew how to foil and like um mick was saying you're saying uh, you, once you're up you knew what to do which I guess it's kind of rare because um, a lot of foilers that are proficient like surf foilers once up on foil in downwind are sort of chasing the wrong bumps. So how, how much d- downwind, I like, guess you downwinded anything else before? Had you driven a boat? Like was driving a boat downwind helps, like little things like that. But what do you...
1: Um, I, most, the way I read it was like anything can give you energy to move forwards so as long as you go you're going pretty straight or at least on like a 45 across Mm -hmm. there's going to be something right behind it so it doesn't matter as long as you don't turn too hard off the back you're probably going to be all right yeah that was all i thought and you just lean forwards and that would give you more speed too yeah
0: yeah especially with the older foils
1: yeah, make an early decision and stick to that.
0: Yeah, Otherwise, all all great advice. Like, you're I done. think. And w- what foil were you using that day we went out? Were you in the two ten?
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Right, that's you would have been majorly overfoiled. I would have imagined. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. But um, better off being overfoiled than not get up, which is. Mm. But even still, I think that's still yeah. I'm still yeah. That's impressive on the two ten, in those like it was big surf. So, so the reason I like, get, do you explain why big surf is not always the best um, way to well, learn? It's
1: quite often, harder to get up. Yeah, because the swell takes away the bumps to an extent. Yeah, when you're um trying to paddle up, and it's it's definitely harder to read them because there's just big swells coming over, underneath you lifting you up. So you kind of get the sensation that you're going through a huge bump where your tail drops down and you lose your speed paddling and you got to start paddling hard again to start even just moving forwards. And then you might miss a bump because you've slowed down because of a a swell going past you. And there's just, it's rare there isn't backwash coming at you because there's just so much swell refractions and always just stormy rank days. So it's probably, the Southway swell, the South swell' it's probably just been a norre swell or something, so it's now the new subtly front's taken over there's just usually so much going on,
3: yeah it's
0: yeah hard the to other...
1: slow your mind down and just go, this is all I'm looking for
0: yeah, I and mean, the other thing is that the the period of the swells compared to the periods of the wind swells, I guess like the the, the, the wind blowing um. Uh, generally the south swells are, on the east coast here is somewhere between 10 and 15 seconds but whereas i think that the best sort of downwind conditions for period is like closer to 7 or 8 seconds yeah. windswell yeah, for sure and if you think about it in in the space of like i guess 100 meters for a 10 second or 15 second period there's going to be like maybe three good bumps for a 9 or 7 second period there's going to be like five or six good bumps so it almost doubles the Um, available options to foil um,
1: it's easy to make mistakes and be totally fine
0: yeah exactly because there's shorter distance between peaks so it's um yeah the the big days are super fun like when you uh, like now like they're the days that you and I both love um the, the big open ocean like big wind big swell and there's to dodge there's like there's literally it's half surfing half downwinding and it's kind of everything yeah it's exciting
1: you're going you you hit your top speeds where you're holding on and going should i move further forwards on the board or am i going to nosedive into the wave in front or what am i going to do yeah
3: it's
1: just it's just really exciting that's the most <laughs> exciting bit i reckon
0: yeah it's, it's i guess it's like the, the open ocean runs with big swells are the double black diamonds and then the, the bay runs are your, your groomers, your green runs, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it's, um, it's hard to go back to the groomers after experiencing the, the, um, the thrill, I guess, of the, the open ocean double blacks. Cause it's, uh, so tame. Yeah. It's,
3: yeah.
1: it's boring. It's definitely boring.
0: Yeah. Um, how many bay runs have you done since, since I guess,
1: um, not many i did a bunch we had some westerlies um a few months ago and i think it probably been two years before since i've done a bay run the only time i do a bay run is if it's with mates who are learning and i've got no way i can do anything else
0: yeah yeah botany's pretty good it's howling westerly yeah yeah that's that's kind of the the beauty of the bay runs here in Sydney is that the westerlies there's not and they're not really much good for anything else. Um,
1: yeah, th- it's a, we've got in one of our bay runs, you can start like three k's further up the river, where like a river joins Botany Bay,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um, it's real tricky because the bumps are small, like really small, and if you get up, you're pumping and working real hard to get through those first three k's to meet where everyone else would usually start. Yeah. So it's, it's a good little thing of training to lower, lowering your heart rate, breathing and really sourcing every bit of energy, like trying to ride as high as you can on your mast to get any little bit of energy out of the most micro little bumps. So like I I do enjoy that aspect of the Bay because it really teaches you where you can sit on the foil Mm -hmm. and what, what to listen for just before you breach, or yeah. like those little things. So, if you do notice that sound in the ocean, it's lean forwards because you're definitely going to breach. Yeah. Whereas the bay, you can almost breach and be alright. And you know that if you do breach, there's a something one second behind you is pretty much going to get you up with the momentum you had from just before you breached.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, <clears throat> the bay runs are forgiving um oh yeah yeah it's um so so when did you start progressing down fall size this is one thing i guess in like technique and you know i guess point is i want to start doing more of in these podcasts is like talking about um how you do stuff and like i guess one thing everyone does is they start in the bigger fall so your big fall was the 210 and then what's the smallest foil you've done a downwinder on and what's the smallest foil you've done a downwinder on now
1: uh I used the the GoFoil eight fifty a couple of months ago mm-hmm. on the down window. And I put a a thirteen, the smallest KD tail I've got. It's a thirteen. It's a new 13R or something. Yeah. Um, I used that. And uh, like I could I hurt my knee, so I haven't been falling much at all. I did my ACL cartilage and a like a small meniscus tear that's about four months ago so i've kind of only been downwinding when it's been good and uh i, pretty, I couldn't resist trying pretty, the 850
0: pretty crazy you're down with a that sort of injury how'd you how'd you do the injury
1: uh, i was lifting something at work and uh i was kind of bending over and lifting it with my sort of shoulder i had like a steel balustrade over my shoulder trying to get it so one of the boys could screw it in and I was on some stairs, and I had to like twist just a tiny bit, and my knee just popped out sideways. And, it's just...
0: and that's like six months out, isn't it? Like technically,
1: it probably will be. Yeah, I've probably got another two months to go. It's the ACL feels like it's tightened up, and then the um, it's only in the menis- meniscus now. When I do a deep squat, hurts. Yeah. So it's 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 close, but. I don't know. I'm going to get another MRI in a, a week or so, and just see if maybe I do need surgery or if I don't. Or what?
2: How Everything
1: you, else is pretty close. How,
0: how do you foil with that kind of injury? Don't turn. Just straight, and just I guess it's, <laughs> just go
1: straight. If
0: it's low impact, so yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. I can't. Yeah. I can't prone mm-hmm. Um, Even just carving on the prone foil, my knee feels like it's going to. Well, did feel like it was going to slip out. Yeah. Just because the. The ACL was stretched, so it had no, like, the bottom and top part of the knee felt like it would move separately, forwards and backwards. Yeah. And um, so I just, I mean, just going straight was fine. Like, just doing little calves when you're downwind,ing that's about the max to what I felt like it was possible to do. And I couldn't put too much pressure through my back leg pumping, so I had to kind of, like, stand further up the board. I still have to stand further up the board. And... More front foot pumping, yeah. Instead of actually being able to leverage off the back foot and give it some to launch yourself forwards, yeah. So it's gonna be nice to be able to foil properly again. But
0: <laughs> and see, so and you, the smallest foil setup you tried was the eight fifty from Go and and that's um, and that's with an injured knee.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> you're crazy, mate. That's that's. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hey, if the um, conditions are good, you can't just sit there and let it go by. <laughs> <laughs>
0: 100%. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fully. Um, okay, so that's got to be taken into consideration when we talk about this. But say the smallest foil size 850 Go foil with a bung knee. Um, how'd you find it? Like, what were the good things about it? What were the bad things about it? Um,
1: uh, it was one of the first times I'd ridden the 850, and at the start, I was finding, I was getting close to stalling out a little bit too much.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: But once I figured out what to do, like in the first couple of minutes, I figured out what to do. And then you could just sit on, basically sit on the swells. And I was pumping and paddling to stay on the swells at times. And then it would always just eventually would outrun you. But over my 11K run, it's my local sort of run, Little Beta Bondi. I took two minutes off my previous faster time with having a shocker at the start, like not being able to read the bumps properly. Yeah. I took two minutes off it.
3: And wow. that was
1: with a, the RS1000 was my faster time prior.
3: Yeah.
1: With the, with a bigger tail. Oh no, same tail. With the same tail.
0: Yeah. That's huge. Two my, minutes over 11 Ks is, that's. Yeah.
1: The... I, was, I looked at my watch. I was like, no, nah, that can't be right. I was like, hang on. Wow. Okay. <laughs> was um, that was,
0: was that the day that I did that I start I did my run from Little Bay? Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, it could have been. It was could a fast day. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that was
0: it quick was a conditions. good day. Yeah, that was really good. Um, it was like
1: it was like there was wind wind bumps, and then there was like a six to eight second swell plus mm, like a twelve or thirteen second yeah. full ground swell as well.
0: You can always hop be between kind of them. Had, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's heaps of options to not slow down.
0: Yeah. Cause that was gonna be my next question. Obviously with this with this smaller, faster foil, the, the issue seem to be that um well tell us like what's the potential like that can go wrong with using too small a foil.
1: You're working way too hard. Yeah. And you just cooked and you just stop being able to read correctly.
2: Because
1: mm. you're more focused on just not slowing down as opposed to just surfing and enjoying mm. what you're doing. I think it, it becomes more of a workout instead of actually really enjoyable because you don't want to come down because you're on a small foil. You might struggle to get back up. So it's, it's I don't know, it's, it's definitely only use a small foil if the conditions are great. Mm. Otherwise, it might not be as fun as using a bigger foil because you can still go fast on a big foil. Yeah. And you can still carve i would rather just be carving and enjoying myself than working real hard because probably in the long run your average speed's only gonna be a k or so different if you're on a bigger foil as opposed to a smaller foil and working real hard because mm. you just always have speed on the bigger foil
0: yeah exactly right. that's well explained i think a lot of people sort of rush down foil size too quick and on on those days that it's sort of marginal, they 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 convinced that they mm. want to use that small foil, but it's, it just makes it's a waste of a car shuttle, to be to put simply. Yeah. Like it's you may as well go for a yeah, run. Yeah. Like you're just pumping. You may as well be in flat water. Yeah, is is kind of the feeling.
1: Is working.
0: <laughs> yeah, working. Get so at the hard. end. you
1: just dehydrated and after like twenty minutes. You're like, oh, get me get me some water. Yeah, cold shower. You're just like sweating. Yeah, know, my dog's got this squeaky toy. She's little, yeah. I I often use um I I did use the the 850 uh with a with a bigger tail. I've also got like a 15 inch tail and a 14-inch, just the standard go file. But I have a 15-inch sort of like G10 one as well. Yeah. That 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 material G10. Um I, I quite like the stiffness of that stuff. Yeah, I've um, I've made a couple of tails myself. Just you just buy a sheet of it; it's like fifty bucks or something, and you can make three tails that are about fifteen inches wide
2: mm-hmm.
1: out of the one sheet. And you just get the grinder and cut it, and then use like i uh, I've got a bench grinder, and you can just sand your edges, and it's quite quick and easy. I don't know. Yeah. And yeah, right. I look quite like one of my own tails for downwinding It's good.
0: Yeah. So so, so p- pairing the 850 with a larger tail, um, mm. how would that make the overall experience for, for the downwind?
1: A lot more fun. Mm-hmm. Like I I rode the 850 in the surf and I could pump it for 10, 12 minutes just in the surf. And then I put the little, little tail on and I could do three minutes. Yeah. Yeah, like it made a huge difference, and I yeah. think you only need an extra ten seconds in the ocean.
0: Yeah, yeah. To to, um, to link that extra to, bump.
1: To, yeah, to make the difference really.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I think that's a really good lesson for for people when they when they are progressing down foil sizes. Generally speaking, with a big foil, I'd I'd want to be pairing it with a smaller rear. But then as you go to a smaller size front foil, you'd probably put a bigger rear on to start with. Hundred percent. Yeah. Because when 100%. you go from when you go from a big to a small front wing, you change the stall speed a lot. And by using yeah. a bigger rear, you can lift the stall speed sort of back up. So by yeah. yeah, you you just need to have that range close to the conditions that you're using.
1: Yeah, you need it needs to be done. I think because unless it's the wind is amazing, quite often, even if the wind is amazing, you're going to have moments where it's not amazing during your run. Mm-hmm. Like it's very rare you get a run. Maybe it's just where I am. There's always these little spots that I know are coming, and they're just dead spots.
3: Yep. for sure. There's
1: always a minute or so of working hard, as yeah. opposed to just. I think the nor'easters, you don't, you don't get those quite the same. When a nor'easter's strong, it's just it's strong, but suddenly you you get that. And you're like, know, should I have used a bigger wing? Yeah, yeah. Tripping, like,
0: Yeah, yeah. Totally. What was
1: I thinking? Like, I should have just just made life easy.
0: <laughs> yeah. And when you're out there, you can't, obviously, it's too late like, to change, but you're out there, like, oh. Like, yeah. You, you ruin all the logistics you organise. Like, you organise a lift and, like, especially in eastern mm. suburbs and a few of the crew have been whinging about traffic for the shuttle. Um,
2: yeah. And it's, it's like,
0: you, you don't want to, you don't want your run to be pumping the whole way. You want it to be surfing and getting energy mm. from a wave or swell or, or bump, not going faster than the wave swell or bump because your foils too quick.
1: Yeah, no, definitely.
0: Yeah. Um, so what what's, uh, what what your go-to? I guess I'm, um, I've just come back from Perth and um there were, there were lots of basically over there, the conditions are pretty good over there because it, it's really steep. Like the bumps are short and um tall so it's like a nor'easter yeah it's like more like the nor'easter than the southerlies. and you know the southerlies here they're like these big sort of long bumps and you sort of mm. get on one you can hang with it for a long time but if you miss that one you're sort of pumping and linking around and it's hard to yeah it's it's much more like the nor'easter it's just shorter it's shorter period swells basically or, or bumps um i guess do you have a wing that you'd normally like to use for southerlies versus northeasterlies or and then day runs um
1: i often use the uh 1150 the RS eleven fifty is is my standard go to for the ocean. If if I've been working all day and I'm tired, and I want to just cruise and turn and and have a really enjoyable run. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I'm feeling good, I'll go the the RS like the one thousand or the eight fifty.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Where if I if I feel like I'm feeling like I want to try and set a PB for that distance or. The, I don't know, like I try and better my average average speed over eleven Ks or something. Um then that'll be my what I ride. But quite often I'll even even jump back to the the PNL if it's not like really good. Or if it's yeah. if it's like fifteen to twenty knots, I'll just go to the P N L just for sheer safety, because mm. now i mine turns. It doesn't turn that much worse than my 1150.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I still have lots of fun, but yeah. I know like I, I pumped that thing around in the surf for an hour and a bit an hour and two minutes or three minutes or something Yeah, last summer. So I know that if nothing happens, if the wind dies, I know I can just keep pumping and I'm going to get to where I need to go, or I can get it back up out of the water and I'll be fine. Mm.
0: Yeah. Having that safety. Yeah to me like, like whether the best, it's the best foil, whether
1: that's it's confidence for me
0: yeah like it's got a good mind. low end that's i guess it, it can go slow and it seems to have like mm. a pretty good top end too so like the range on a, on a foil is really important and i guess when you're swapping down wing sizes i guess you want a bit of an overlap you know you don't want it to be completely opposite you don't want like your pnl 185 versus your rs850 like they're pretty different but there probably is still a bit of an overlap where there's like a point where they they you know you can be going as fast as you go on the um or as slow as you go on the RS850 is as fast as the is not so so much slower than what the PNL185 does. There's there's this sort of crossover point, and and yeah, the, the, the the bottom and the top end change a little bit. Yeah, it's not, it's
1: it's a funny one like that. It's like with the PNL, if it is if I've sort of misjudged the conditions and it's gotten better when we're driving to where we're going to, like at the starting point, um, I'll be like holding on, on the P and L trying to keep it down. And I'll be like almost nursing the top end speeds and then the low end speeds, are super mellow. And I don't even have to think, yep. I can just stand there, basically just stand there and wait for the next bump to be mm-hmm. there, be behind you and you, you're off and going again. Yeah. Whereas the 850, I'm not nursing top end speed. I'm just standing further forwards on my board and leaning more forwards, like doing a doing a squat boost.
0: <laughs> yeah, the squat boost. <laughs> and uh,
1: and uh, just seeing how fast I can get this thing to go and how long I can stay at at a top speed, just sitting on a swell line. Yeah. Just trying to pick the right line to step to go over the bumps while you're sitting on the swell. Yeah. For as long as you can. But the funny thing I've noticed is my average speed over the 11k is, is is never more than a 3k, diff like speed difference between the P L and the 850.
3: Yep. Yeah. Whereas, it is...
1: which it doesn't feel like it should be like that. Yeah. But then you look at, I don't know, it's so strange. Like I don't. Yeah. The, I think my top average speed for 11 ks was. Is usually it's usually on the twice I've done it, it's twenty-six. Yeah. On the eight fifty. But then it's usually twenty-four ish, twenty-five, maybe once or twice on the the PL.
0: Yeah. That's bugger it's all like, difference. And like, yeah, it's, it's like but it's such you, you explain two very different feelings and like I guess lines to take. Um
1: it's not it's not the same run.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's which,
1: not the same run at all.
0: Yeah, that's kind of the cool thing about it, right? So like, and this is one thing for those that are learning and, and wanting to progress down sizes, like what you explained is like to me, you're maybe one or two Ks an hour slower on like the the similar conditions, different yeah. foils. But you were, if you made a mistake on the p 185, you just sort of stood there and a bump came to you. Whereas yeah, on the yeah. RS850, you kind of, if you weren't hanging on to a bump, you're in a bit of trouble
1: yeah yeah you you're paddling and pumping
0: mhm
1: yeah. so like i don't know it's weird cuz the, the 850's got a good low end for what it is yeah but the top end is so much higher than the low end that it, it just it feels so much better to be riding it going fast yeah so maybe i just i put too much effort in to just stay going fast, yeah. whereas I might not need to, but it just feels better, so yeah. I do it.
0: I, yeah, I don't know what you're I, saying because it can go so fast. As soon as you drop off, you feel like maybe you've dropped off five to eight k's an hour. You're like, yeah. oh, I'm probably. I feel like I'm getting close yeah. to stall speed. I'm gonna speed. drop I'm maybe, in the water. <laughs> I'm gonna keep going, and you just like start the paddle and pump. And I guess, whereas the P and 185, one eight five, you're like near that stall speed, but you're so powered up, you just sort of yeah. stand there, and it's like no stress, like it's yeah, it's um and it's it's just i feel like that's that's a feeling that, that you get when you're um i guess you've got a pretty good understanding of the, the speed that your your foil can go relative to the conditions and the mm. comfort being slightly overfoiled versus the discomfort being slightly underfoiled makes the run a very different experience um
1: yeah definitely i'd way rather be overfoiled than underfoiled
0: yeah yeah
3: because you'll so,
1: you'll always get to the end of the run over foil.
0: Yeah, yeah, that that's, hundred percent. My, I agree with you there. It's I think anyone who's learning, take that advice because it's it it'll, if you go too small too soon, it'll be the worst thing ever. It'll be the worst experience every time.
1: <laughs> being on foil is faster than not being on foil.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's
1: the simple fact of it. If you yeah. if you go too smaller foil and you come down three times and then there's someone on a bigger foil and they don't come down once they'll beat you yeah. hands down doesn't matter what happens yeah they will beat you
0: yeah i did no a, um, matter what i did a race down in victoria like 2018 on the Maliko 280 and it was like bugger all wind which is why i used that foil and it was a flat water start and it was against all these surf skis and a few subs, but the surf skis were like who i wanted to try to beat and I wasn't mm. sure if the it would be possible to, to beat the skis. And I was yeah. first to the camp but then I had to stop because I was so digger because I actually pumped out flat water, like a K. And then yeah. there was, the wind line was over 500 meters out. So I just sort of cruised back out to the wind line off foil, got up on foil once I got to the wind line. And then I overtook all the skis everyone. that I, that everyone... they, they're
1: going, stop, they're going, stop, going, they can't link.
0: Yeah, exactly they have
1: to just wait for the next one to hit them
0: yeah so people always say oh it's so slow you know using a big foil and i'm like yeah relative to some things but compared to every other watercraft
1: you're going quick
0: (laughs) the slowest foil is still faster than anything else um even with a head start you know so it's yeah the the speed differential isn't so much so i guess swallow a bit of that pride swallow a bit of that ego to go really really fast and you'll go faster using a bigger foil (laughs) than you will going for sure yeah um Forget about max speed. Is my other bit of advice. Go for average, because, mm. like you Definitely. said, one drop is the hardest
1: there. to improve.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Um. Let us talk about that squat boost that I think Kane talked about. But you've been doing it for for longer than he's been talking about it. Um. The the, the, the when I've done it with you, the lines you're taking they're pretty aggressive, like straight, I guess, up and over, and and not so much like I guess I, I sort of classify sort of three different lines up and over so straight and then traversing so you're on the same bump you're going left or right and then there's peeling off and going one of the one one of the bumps behind um when I foil with you Perth there's not many peeling off moments it's either traversing or up and over I feel like um
1: I do my absolute best to never peel off yeah (laughs) I always my goal every time I go out is to at least to be able to overtake a swell bump or something yeah like you get on a swell and you like pump down it for as long as you can and try and go up and over the next one like that's i don't know it's nearly impossible to do it but that's always the goal to just like i don't know get go faster and get over bumps in front of you and overtake them so that like maybe one day foils will be good enough and you can sit on like a a group of swells and you go over the first, or the first one gets to you and you ride it for a bit and it'll overtake you. And then you ride the one behind it and then the one behind that. And then you do the, the best squat boost ever done and just overtake one and then overtake the next one. And then you can ride all three again. And yeah. like, that'd be just the ultimate, um, I mean, for your average speed, it
2: would
3: be yeah. through the roof.
1: <laughs> but...
0: I- Ex- explain, it, the, think, ex- explain the explain the squat boost. I think I'll probably be, people will be scratching their heads, what, wondering, wondering what it is. But. Yeah, right. Fully.
1: Um, so it's it's finding the right height where your foil is nearly going to breach, is what I start with, and then I step forwards and just squat down. So you do have to watch your weight with your back foot and your front foot, but it's pretty much because you're at that real high point on the on the mast you have to go into this squat and lean forwards to keep it in the water. And it, it's almost like it adds extra weight to your body or to your, what you're riding Yeah. so that it just creates so much more speed because when mm-hmm. you push down on the foils about the breach. it just moves forward.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Like it, it gains like speed. And it's a weird thing where it just holds more speed. And it's like it, the faster it goes, the more it wants to lift, but the more you lean forwards. Yeah. So it just keeps wanting to push you forwards. Yeah. And um, it's amazing. You don't do anything and you just accelerate. You just yeah. squat down and lean forwards. And it just pushes you forwards faster than anything else.
0: Yeah. Oh, I am... I, um... I only really started playing around with it, I think, or I think when I spoke to Kane on the podcast, I'd seen you doing before, and I'm like, I'm not sure it makes any difference. But then I tried it myself, and it was there's no question. It, it's like it creates this like um, it creates and it, it creates more speed out of doing it. and And I was wondering, I was thinking about it the other day. So obviously by leaning forward, getting your weight lower, um it, it's like there's more weight in front of the foil and, and leaning forward, it, it creates more speed, but then forces it forward. But I wonder if it's also a little bit of um. Generally, at those speeds, when you're doing the squat boost, you're going faster than the wind, and therefore, yeah, therefore, you're getting wind in your face. So I'm wondering yeah. if by standing up, like I'm a sail, like I'm actually blocking yeah, wind, yeah, but by like getting low, it's you're like getting a like arrow. Yeah, get the helmets on. Get the Kathy Freeman suit on. <laughs> <laughs> where <Away> you go? <laughs> oh, that'd
1: be unreal. Yeah. Oh, the where I kind of start. What made me think about it and start doing it was I was listening to a podcast you did and you're talking about how I think Dave Kalama would be going faster than you or yes. beating you on this old, old, like old school foil and you've got yeah. the new whiz bang one Yeah, and he's still going faster than you. Yeah. And he must, I don't know how much he weighs, but he must be a, a bit more than us. Yeah. I mean, I'm in the mid to low seventies, mid seventies. Yeah, I'm, and he's gonna like, be pushing nineties to hundreds, yeah, surely. Yeah. Like yeah. I've never met the guy. But just yeah. looking at his physique. He's he's
0: he not as he's like not as tall me. as he's not as tall as people think. Um he's pretty stocky, but he's I can he's he's two hundred pounds, I think. So it's like 90, 95 kilos. Whereas I'm like eighty to eighty five kilos. So ten kilos mm. more than me. And I guess I'm ten more than you. So he's that extra
1: double. Mm. He's got yeah. that weight to lean forwards. He yeah. doesn't have to lean forward as much
0: yeah he doesn't that, he's that just, weight
1: forwards he just yeah. steps a little bit and he's doing it
0: yeah 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 So okay that's that's where you got it from you're like how do i get how do i get my, how do i make myself heavier and you de- yeah develop that sort of squat boost so see, Yeah. it's um yeah it's uh i've played around with it a lot actually when i was up in cans because the conditions were like it, it's consistently good but there's not many really big bumps but when you're maxed out you do that squat boost and you're like you just hold your speed up and over, up and over, up and over. It's just, um, yeah, in yeah. bay
1: runs, you just overtake bumps doing it. Yeah, you just go straight past things. It's like,
0: yeah,
3: I'd have just... to
1: be pumping as hard as I could to just go past these things, but now I'm just squatting down, leaning forwards. Yeah, and I just go straight over them. It's like, wow, yeah. it's this pretty is cool. unreal.
0: <laughs> yeah, you need speed, I guess, before you do it, but it's once you have the speed, it holds the speed so well.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah, you gotta be, you gotta almost like sit high on a bump and then drop down the bump and do it while you're dropping down. Yeah. Otherwise, it doesn't work. Yeah.
0: yeah otherwise, you're doing this weird squat thing and it's like, oh, uh, didn't work. you stand back out. <laughs> yeah.
1: it's, it's a weird thing that uses, a, seems to use a fair bit of energy too.
3: Yeah.
1: Like, because you tend I don't know, for me, maybe I'm just tensing up, but it always, like, makes my, fires my glutes up and my knees up a bit. They're always like, Probably with, light, bung, probably with burning. your bung
0: with your bang, bang knee at the moment yeah, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think uh, it's 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 a lot. There's a lot in foiling, and and I think that's like just another thing. I I, I really think the um the, the aerodynamics makes a big a big effect too. You know the 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 windage because we're going faster than the wind at that point. That's the other thing, I guess. So people always say like, uh, so. I want to pose this to you. So, you know, like on a 30, 40-knot day, the, the wind's howling, but the, but when the swell's really big and, and I guess there's no wind chop, um, so it's just sort of almost swell, but then you have those like northeasterly days where it's been blowing northeast for a long time, but the wind's only sort of 5 to 10 knots. But the, the, the mid-period energy makes the mm. run faster than what the wind would suggest. So, like, would you prefer to be out in, like, say... I guess, a bay run that's blowing 40 knots where there's, I guess, it's all wind chop and it's like, you know, sort of five to six second period or like five to 10 knot ocean run where there's sort of seven to nine second period. You know what I mean?
1: Ocean run for sure.
0: Yeah. And I guess, why is that?
1: Because you've just got bigger bumps to play with. Yeah. Like If it's a nor'easter and it's it's like day three of a nor'easter, and the wind's nor east and it's like ten knots twelve knots, you still get up, yeah, if that was subtly, you'd be struggling, you'd yeah you're having a horrible time mm-hmm. but because it's east, you get up and you go and you you you're surfing bumps like it's a a beach break,
3: yeah it's
1: like doing a shore run, but you yep. have to sea yeah, yeah, so it's it's super fun like that's so you're yeah sp- you've gotta really be able to identify when the conditions are still going to be user friendly when there's no wind, yeah, and then you can go.
0: So the, the reason I ask that is because a lot of people they won't look at doing a downwind unless you know sea breeze here. They got red, yellow, green arrows, and, and green is windiest and red is least windy generally unless you flipped it. Um, but a lot of people will wait for green arrows to downwind, and I always say to them, mm. "Why are you? Why are you not going today? That the, the swell is you know three foot, seven second northeast. It's like oh, it's only ten knots. I'm like, forget about the wind strength because we're not. I guess that the reason I ask we're not riding the wind. We're riding the bumps that are created mm. through wind. So whether the bumps are created on the day or they've created over three days, that the strength of the wind isn't so important. Um, yeah, it's it's we're not sailing, I guess. Where yeah, we're surfing.
1: Yeah, I was. It's that's definitely the the thing that makes that's what separates a subtly and a northerly. Is the mm. northerly you can do that, suddenly you can't. Well, I can't. It's just a big workout. Yeah, it's, it's, it's more not good. enjoyable.
0: <laughs> yeah, more good northeast. I think especially, it was interesting when I did that, the, the, I did Little Bay to, um, to Palmy whenever that southerly was um, a couple of months ago. And um, that was a good one because, as you mentioned, there were a few different swells. There was like a, the wind swell, there was the mid period, then there was the longer period. Um, mm. but, but the angle of the coastline, the eastern suburbs, compared to the northern beaches is a fair bit different. It, it felt like it was like probably had a little bit of south-southwest that day and
1: that's what you want for, for yeah, where we are
0: yeah and then as soon as i got around like past manly south south west it, it felt more offshore so it felt more southwest i guess but obviously just a different coastline so it's like sort of that and that um so the northeasterlies on the northern beach is probably more onshore than the eastern suburbs it's like more cross shore for you guys than it is for us i i would imagine based on that yeah day.
1: yeah yeah for sure because uh a nor'east when I started doing nor'easters was nearly felt like you couldn't do it from North Bondi to Maribra. Yeah. uh, It'd be hard to get the little bay. I mean, it wouldn't, but it it would, the last bit of the last three k's would be shit.
3: Yeah.
1: You'd be cutting out to sea and then coming back across it. It'd just be too hard and crazy backwash. Yeah. And uh, so I used to think I had to wait for a a nor'easter. Yeah. Cause you get to, Clavelli, and then you got to cut out to sea a long way. You're spending two k's of your run going sideways and out to sea.
3: Yeah.
1: Like you're not trying to ride bumps. You're trying to go dead across them and flick off the back and onto the next one and flick off the back and onto the next one and you're just going like that out to sea.
0: Oh, so you're trying to surf further out to, to prevent ending up on the on the beach?
1: It would to prevent ending up at the cliffs.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because there's it'll, it'll, a there's the big cliff. stretch
1: from yeah from Clavelli to Marubra, which is at least half the run. Mm. That if you come in, you're climbing up a cliff.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. Because Clavelli's between um, South Head and Bondi, isn't it? It's yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, and, yeah. And that stretch of coast is a bit of a different angle from. There it's like it Wedding is Cake
1: from... Island. You got Wedding Cake Island to kind of guide you. You want to be at like 500 meters away out from Wedding Cake. Yeah. To yeah, make no. it to Marubra comfortably.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's
1: really, a rough one.
0: Yeah, I've never. Uh, yeah, I've only done one downwinder on the Eastern and south. Those have to get over there with some of the. I know there's a bit of a crew going now. Um, Josh and Jeremy have finally. I think they're up for it now. I think Josh. I'm getting Josh on the podcast soon a little bit, and and Jeremy too. But um, they spent a lot of time doing bay runs, sort of upskilling, and um.
1: Yeah, heaps of time.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think they're. Josh has done a couple with you from what I hear and hasn't had the most success, but, um, he's determined. That's for sure. It doesn't come no, natural no. for him, <laughs> <laughs> which is why, he, um, which is why he's, he's going to be a great person to to chat to. Like you're a freak. You literally did two botany runs. Then you joined me for one of the day of days, ocean runs. Like, and you go, you, I, I gave, I was giving you a hard time the other day because you only made it to Whaley. But if that was your first ocean run, that's freaking amazing. Like it's, to come in at whale beach is still like zane doesn't come around the corner to palm beach very often he he lives at avalon so he just goes in there if it isn't perfect for him and um yeah that
1: that come around that corner is a long way oh, yeah not much
0: <laughs> yeah it gets kind of pretty offshore pretty quick um yeah it's got to be southeast really the best days are when you start it's like it's like south southwest that's like the perfect angle i feel like mm. if like almost south of south southwest like it's you know just in between and then as soon as you get yep. from
1: 185 yeah
0: yeah exactly and then as soon as you get um to like monaval or like newport reef if the wind goes southeast there you know it's going to be an epic one because the wind kind of bends with you because you want south mm-hmm. south southwest from manly to long reef and then you want south from long reef to avalon and then south southeast from there to Palmy. You know what I mean? Because the coast When coach does like, that ever happen? <laughs> it, I've had it a couple of times. Like you start off really? and it's like crazy, like so good. You feel like you're sweet. And then as you go, it just... The wind, like you get like a squall and it pushes you in. It's it's crazy. But I've had a lot where I've started at Manly and it's too southeast and you've got to work to get around Long Reef. And then from yeah. there, it's decent. Or more more often than not, it's more south. And the last three or four Ks from Bengali to Palmy is... Flat water almost, it's like blowing you out to sea. Um, you're right. I'm conscious of your time. I know we got to sort of wrap it up, but do you want to leave um anyone with some, some, I guess, some, some thoughts? Anything you want to chat about while we're?
1: Um, yeah, I'm not sure.
0: What about a little bit on board design? Because I know you're, I guess, the six so by 27 um, aviator, which is sort of more <laughs> of a surf's up, um, than it was a downwind board. Um, what are you riding now um
1: uh, I've got a six one Kalama yep uh the e three yep uh, which I like I seem to be able to get it up in quite light conditions um i like it i I was freaking out that six one was gonna to be too big I was like it's a i'm going from ninety five liters to one hundred and five and an inch bigger i was like um, i making a mistake here. And I was like, oh, stop being such a penalty. Just, just do it. Bite the bullet, try something different. And, um, yeah, it's, it's really good. I like it. But, um, I mean, there's so many different options now. Like I feel yeah. like every month someone brings out something new. Yep. So it's, I think you need a quiver of down winning boards now,
3: mm.
1: which is terrible because they're not cheap. No. Yeah. And, uh, It's just like an extra couple of grand you got to spend for the right conditions. You're like, is it even worth going foiling on this day?
0: (laughs) If if you had one. So it's like, why do you say that? Why do you think you need a quiver? Like um, what's the thought process behind that?
1: Well, I'm seeing everyone riding these long skinny boards. And I think you just open your chances of getting up in light wind on Mm -hmm. those. Um, I haven't personally tried one, but that's what it, to me, that's what it looks like because you just carry more speed when you're paddling like a yeah. clubby board sort yeah. of thing. So your chances of getting up are going to be so much higher. And because they're so much longer, I feel like the bump's going to hit the back of the board and it's got so much time to come through and past you and catch you so that you get up as opposed to a small board where it hits the back of you and you need to be ready to get up.
3: Mm, that's good. I describe it.
1: it. Yeah. it That's, that's just what I, that's what I see
3: Yeah,
1: on it. Um, so I'm psyched to try one. But yeah. just gotta get my hands on one.
0: So what the longest board you've used is a six one? Is that yeah. Is that currently? Yeah. yeah. So you went yeah. from yeah, yeah. Six, six to six one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I also like the feeling of a prime board when I'm downwinding.
0: Yeah. Okay. So let's let's talk about I that. I want to because... be able to turn and yeah.
1: move around my feet without feeling like I'm gonna hit the wave in front or
0: Yeah.
1: I wanna be able to surf, do calves and things like that while i'm foiling
0: do you feel like you can go as fast on a prone board as you can in your sups
1: no because i don't have the weight
0: yeah i feel yeah, like the stuff so is faster th- the squat the squat boost doesn't work on the prones as well i guess is that mm. accurate yeah
1: yeah 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 it does but not as well
0: yeah. yeah um do you think that's because because of the length or do you think it's the volume or do you think it's a combination of everything I think the it's white. length
1: because you just can't get as far forwards.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like if you get too far forward, then you're more likely to the the leverage point is. Um, mm. It's yeah. more
1: it's more that than that. Whereas on the sup, you've got more time for that. Yeah, moment where it wants to kick up or drop down. You got it's a slower um, point, I guess, a pivot point.
0: Yeah. So so on a really big day, like like the the manly to we did for your first ocean run. Would you now, like, if you had the option of proning or supping, would you want to downwind on a sup board or a like a four, like thirty liter prone board? If you had, if you have no problems, I honestly, up. don't know.
1: I think I'd still ride the sup. Yeah. Just for sheer comfort of it being safe.
0: Yeah. Almost like to me, I feel like I can hold down a bigger foil with the sup easier, so I like max yeah, out better. Definitely. But then for the same, I guess, then the same thing, say it's five knots and um, maybe it's a, a northeast run and it's five knots, but there's residual wind swell. Would you prefer to be on the SUP or the PRONE?
1: Probably the SUP again, because okay. you've got a paddle. Yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to be on a PRONE with a paddle. Yeah. yeah, like Maybe that would be out a, a whole new element of speed because you've yep. got such a little amount to move yourself forwards when you put the paddle in. You might jump further forwards faster. Yep. But I don't, I don't know. How do you even try that?
0: <laughs> oh, I think do you, you take could.
1: a take a ski and then
0: yeah, having uh, you the paddle. Or,
1: <laughs> yeah, like tie the paddle to your back and chip in off a point, and then use the paddle on the pro.
0: <laughs> Good. Like I've I've um I've like proned and a mate was supping and he's like handing me a paddle while I pump past him, listen the surf, and you can fully use the. Pad- it's it's the advantage of the paddle. Obviously, is that when you get close to stalling. You can paddle. You can dig yourself out of trouble, basically.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And like yeah, that's up and over kind of thing, you know, with a paddle, you can definitely, if you if you don't pick the gap quite perfectly, you can sort of paddle your way up the hill and back over down the other side. Um, mm. Yeah, I wonder if if because um, a lot of people yeah, that's who one,
1: that's one we got to try. I reckon yeah. just on like a, the little point to point, like a Narrobing to water or something, would be pretty sick. Yeah
0: with the paddle it'd suck if you came down and you've got the paddle on your back and you go <laughs> <laughs> it'd be like oh,
1: it'd be horrible
0: <laughs> stupid idea whose idea was this um do you think <laughs> do you think you'd be able to use a smaller? like do you think if you're using a prone board downwind you'd use a smaller foil yes so you'd never yeah. go faster like you wouldn't be yeah. used. i feel like yeah, you're like more solid sure. locked in on the sap but you're probably using yeah. a bigger foil most almost if you're using a 30 liter board downwinding you're probably using a a four like the 850 is probably going to be more you go to
1: yeah on a a less windy day yeah you could get away with it for sure
0: yeah yeah i would be cool okay actually what's what are your thoughts on the prone the hand paddles i haven't tried them at
1: first i wrote it off because i just didn't like the thought of having these two things on my hands while i'm trying to stand up and Mm. it just would be annoying but now i see people getting up with them um, regularly and quickly yeah so uh, i might have to give jordan from hand paddle co a little bit of a call and, and test them out for myself i think
0: yeah um, what did,
1: have you tried them you've tried them haven't you
0: yeah i've tried them i think um i think they're good and i think for someone who has no sup experience like i think for someone like yourself if you'd bought a sup and tried to paddle in on your knees with the hand paddles you probably would have had quicker success but mm. i think the fact that you've now learnt to sup you, you probably wouldn't want like it's you like the, it's, go back to it you wouldn't go back with it it's like the ceiling's lower like you can mm. only go so far i think like and obviously still early days but yeah. with the um with the sup i feel like you can paddle up smaller foils in worse conditions because mm, the, sure. the the movement from mm. jumping up to your feet to then foiling there's a pretty big gap there, and you got to be pretty snappy, and you got to be on a pretty good downhill. Whereas in a sub, mm. because you got the paddle, you can get up on a pretty ordinary bump and sort of force just it out. And keep paddling. Like keep paddling. Yeah. Keep, muscle keep, your way through it. <laughs> keep getting speed through it. Exactly. So it's that's that's where I'm at with it, and, and I've in good conditions. I think it doesn't matter, mm. but on like a mediocre day or a bad day, I'd hate to be on. I I did one run from. Little Nara, um to to home, like at South Narrow, which is only like five it was only like four Ks, and the first K, I sort of gave myself chel- gave myself the chance to get up and going, and I didn't get up and going that first K, and so I chipped in at the point at Northy, and then I it <laughs> from there. Um, yeah, wow. So, but I was using, I was underfoiled even once I got up, so you know, yeah, just, that could
1: have been the the difference to not getting yeah. up.
0: I, I I got on foil plenty of times, but I didn't like from foiling on my knees to getting to my feet was I, I came off four times doing that in the kilometer stretch, so that was the problem. Yeah, um, right. but yeah, stay tuned. I'll, I'll keep you updated. I'd I'd actually love to see you try them. Probably not with your knee at yeah. the moment, but when you recover, I think um the yeah I can't I can't kneel. No, you wouldn't be able to do it right now. No, no. way.
1: <laughs> you do like the um the bodyboard uh, drop knee.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just boogie foil downwind. Do do the flippers like Matt Costa.
1: <laughs> oh God, hell no. <laughs> yeah, that,
0: that, I, that's a yeah. He's a bodyboarder at heart.
1: Surfing's the the easiest one for me.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's and it's easier on the body. I've got rashes and bruises all over me from doing the prone stuff. Um, it's hard on the body. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna uh, let's wrap up there. It's that's about an hour. So, um, thanks for your time, Perth and. No worries. To, thanks for having me. Yeah, good to have you on. And let we'll to get a downwinder in soon. Hundred um, percent. Yeah, see how that needs. We'll have to
1: do the, the little bay to, to Palmy soon.
0: I'd love to do that with you.
1: I reckon. I reckon towards the end of summer when we start getting those big fronts,
0: Subly busters coming through. Yeah it, yeah, it was a sick run. Honestly, it was. Yeah. I think it's it's I think it's fifty k's. I think it's off to double double check, but it's.
1: That it's sounds coming. right because it's about eighteen from little bay to the harbour.
0: Yeah, and then from and
1: Manly today is like twenty eight again,
0: isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. It's twenty four, twenty five, from like Bower to Palm Beach, but you've got um, yeah. but you've got South Head to oh. Bower, which is another three or four k's. So you're, mm. you're pretty much there.
1: You'd be you'd be very close.
0: Yeah. So yeah. All right. Sweet. Well, catch you later, mate, and I'll speak to you soon.
1: Talk to you soon.